0: June. June, get a life. She wants friends. Come here. Come here, June. You're fine. Everything's okay. I know I'm on the floor. There's a lot of scary
1: stuff happening. I think that I'm
0: here to play with you, but I'm not. I'm really not. Welcome to the the apocalypse! God, every time. Welcome apocalypse. to apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the unicorn time. Oh. Shit. What apocalypse. <laughs> Maybe that'd be more appropriate. <laughs> <It'd> be <laughs> the apocalypse. <laughs> Welcome Damn, to the apocalypse. apocalypse happened now. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to if the apocalypse comes, beat me. Also known as, do you like my mask? It raises the dead. Isn't it pretty? This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 2, Episode eight, The Dark Age. We're going to be talking about characters, we're going to be talking about plot, we're also going to be talking about possession a little bit, so spoilers bound for this episode, and epi- every episode before it, every episode after it, and possibly the other shows in the comics and everything. Hey everybody! It's podcast time! <laughs> I, we're here to talk about Buffy Vampire Slayer. My name's Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Stacia. Say hello.
1: What's your weird accent? <laughs> oh, Daniel, say
0: hello.
2: It's so echoey in here.
0: I know. I feel really loud. Uh, we're here to talk about The Dark Age, season two, episode eight. Did you know? It's written by the guy named Dean Battle and somebody named Rob DeHotel, who both co-wrote this episode, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, Puppet Show, Phases, and Kill by Death. And that was it. And nothing else. And they wrote them together. And I'm meh. Also directed by Bruce Seth Green, who we talked about Mm. in Halloween a couple weeks ago. He did Ted, Phases, and... What is Phases?
2: Which one's Phases?
0: That's where we find out Oz is a werewolf. Oh. Did you know
2: that? Well, yes, I do, but I didn't know it was the one.
0: This episode originally aired November 10th, 1997. And before we get into the episode to Set the Mood, why don't we go back to that year, 20 years ago. That year. That week. 20 years ago. And find out the news. What was popular? What was going on? I think we have some robots for that.
3: Kelly. Stacia. Your generosity never ceases to amaze, so you wanna know what November of 1997 looked like? (laughs) Haha well, this is awkward. Kelly, Stacia, Dennis. I would take over news duties from Royston, who is still in 1997 Iraq and possibly 1997 Peru but that would be overstepping my programming. Be forewarned, Royston isn't well.
2: Royston is well, Royston, well, isn't, this week in Iraq, it, the state of Iraq stands firm on inspections and rejects mediation. Clinton wants more sanctions and urges the UN to demand more in its demands, and the Pentagon, worried about being shot down, says it would probably just use missiles to attack Iraq. Oh, and if you shoot down our planes, Iraq, you're gonna pay. Just kidding, you're gonna pay regardless I think we're done here.
3: Oh my. No time for MCI and WorldCom's record $37 billion merger or that Picasso's portrait of his mistress sold for $44 million. No time at all. So instead of just letting me take over and streamline this entire process, we've hired two new interns for assignment. First, our new segment, Dear No Shit Obviously, from
4: 2017. Eleonora, are you there? 1997 once felt casually stupider than today or it did. Now 1997 is just as stupid as 2017 so imagine all of this garbage life being looked at on a podcast in 2037. In 1997, a study was released this week that informed us that light cigarettes may not be less hazardous to our health than normal cigarettes. Turns out, us robots don't smoke like humans do, you know with your hands and all, plugging up those vents that lets the toxins into your airbags. Stupid humans. Also this week in 1997, President Clinton was the first U.S. president to speak to gay people. We have to broaden the imagination of America, he said. Okay. Wow. 2017 calling, read the room, we're limiting our scope of America over here. But it wasn't just gays he was talking to but one gay in particular. Ellen DeGeneres. 2017 is like... What, Ellen who takes selfies and dances and takes pictures with George Bush who is now our hero because he's not Trump. Oh, shit, don't tell Royston what that dude is gonna do to Iraq. Anyway, some scumfucks who are now in the White House called this an American president kissing up to the wealthiest extremists of the amoral left, now our president is one of those wealthy extremists that know no bounds in their vile behavior. From Hollywood to Ridgewood. Don't smoke and don't be homophobic? even if one of those is back in vogue. Eleonora, out. That was blunt. Let's go
3: to resident nerd Lucius for technology news. Just kidding, resident nerd is our programmer and all the wonderful moving parts that make us whole. Lucius is just a disembodied voice.
2: Have you heard of Netflix? It went online this week in 1997. Have you heard of America Online? Well, maybe not but it posted record sales this week of nineteen million dollars compared to a loss of three hundred fifty three million dollars last year have you heard of the United States Senate it fought back a challenge to allow laptop computers on the floor however you can bring a calculator with written permission and of course can gorge on the snuff boxes filled with tobacco and excrete it from your mouths into the two large spittoons that still sit in the chamber oh sorry I thought this was, dear no shit obviously, from 2017, you still can't use laptops, tablets or phones on the chamber floor. The snuff boxes are empty but the spittoons are there, waiting just for you.
3: Humans are gross, what the gross human things did 1997 produce? Shania Twain released Come On Over which went on to sell 40 million copies. If that makes you choke up a bit, there's excellent hip hop this week, Jay-Z released In My Lifetime, Volume 1. Rock'em the 18th Letter, and 3-6 Mafia Chapter 2, World Domination. In movies Starship Troopers arrived to confuse and offend everyone, Bean was a nice antidote to having to think in your movies and Mad City was also released as a movie. In books, The Dark Tower 4, Wizard and Glass was released this week, good stuff. What a week, Kelly, Stacia, Dexter, let's join our friends Buffy, Xander, Willow, Giles, and joy i i i i i i i i i I, i Bye.
0: That was illuminating. I feel like I am back in the past. Those robots were a very good investment. <laughs> are you learning to speak like them, too?
4: <laughs> no.
2: Are you becoming a robot?
0: I might be. So before we get into the episode, <laughs> talk about our characters, let's talk about what happened in this episode real quick. Giles' friends are in town, and it's a party. And instead of bringing him gifts, they brought him... Harsh lessons from the past in the form of demonic possession. Bad choices. Uh, we meet a uh, zombie friend who uh, turns into goo and t- turns into another zombie friend, Philip. Uh, Deirdre, what's her name? R.I.P. Sorry. Sorry, I almost forgot that for a second. Philip. Um, Philip. <laughs> Philip comes through, tax Buffy and crew uh, while they're all conveniently assembled in the same place because we had to do school on Saturday, which is so funny because who would use computers in real life anyway? Philip knocks out Jenny and then turns into a with the cage door because the book cage is really did not structurally improved until the later seasons when we needed to be to keep Oz contained. Uh, knocks Jenny out because she's unconscious. Philip goos into her body and now ew <laughs> oh hey, god every crazy. time. I accidentally say something really horrific. You're welcome. Uh, and the Igon is born inside Jenny Calendar.
2: <laughs> it's more like going against her body. Like, it didn't go into anything. It just, her hand just touched it. Yes. And then she just became.
0: And who is Igon, you might ask? It's, uh, you know, this rando demon that the Giles and crew used to possess each other with. Uh, to get high back in his heyday in his 20s because that's what you do because weed's not cool i guess in london um this leads to the death of one of their friends randall at their own hands apparently because giles and his friends just straight up murdered someone and i guess that'll bond you to somebody for life which is why ethan's like hey you and me besties forever (laughs) Uh, Ethan captures Buffy by tying a simple rope around her hands, which seems to somehow thwart a slayer, even though she has the strength of ten men, but that's fine. Puts a tattoo on her back so that Igon goes after her instead of him. Ethan, of course, escapes. Buffy saves the day, but not really. Willow saves the day by taking charge of a group of people that don't want to research together, and then forcing Angel, but not really forcing Angel because who doesn't want to be the hero? Of course Angel does. We knock out Jenny slash Igon, Demon goes into Angel's body. They have this cute little scene where he's convulsing and stuff and kills Igon, hopefully. But he definitely won't show up in the comics or anything. And uh, everyone's fine, except for Jenny, who is irrevocably damaged. And uh, Giles and her relationship probably will get better. It'll be fine. She definitely won't die before they reconcile. That's it. That's the episode. (laughs) You have such an eye for detail. Because with the ZD. What are you two up to? So, what did you guys think about the Dark Age? We learned some stuff. Some new exciting stuff about Giles. was that <laughs> exciting? I mean, okay, I think we're, again, a little jaded. I think we, we, know. Are a we jaded. know a lot about him. But this is the first real reveal. I mean, like, there's not a lot of first in this episode. I mean, possession a little bit, but we did that in the puppet show. Uh, yeah. Which is funny because that dude I, wrote that episode. I liked, oh, that's fair.
2: I liked, um,. I liked the tattoo stuff. It never comes back, right? The tattoo's gone. No, no, I guess no. we never...
0: Uh, I think we, they might show a shot of Giles' forearm at some point with it, just to be like, hey, hey remember that?
2: Yeah. But I, I guess don't. there's no reason for us to really ever see Giles' forearm again. He really had to pull that up real high to, <laughs> did. I mean, in theory, it's like they're not walking around with tank tops. like. True.
0: Especially not Giles. Especially not Giles. Not so, in three suits.
2: so in theory, he still has it and always will have it. But I guess it's also, like, I, I don't know. If it went away, I guess it would make sense. Because, like... Well, I guess he had but to pour a acid tattoo. over it, so...
1: It's a tattoo. I don't think the tattoo itself would fade, even if the magic associated with it does.
2: True. Yeah. But Buffy's going to spend money to go get it removed. So maybe Giles went and was like, Tech team, we're both going to go remove these unsightly tattoos together.
1: Yeah. I so, know. if you thought that the tattoo... Like, if the demon could come back and possibly run through your whole group and kill you, why wouldn't you have gotten the tattoos removed, like, 20 years ago?
0: Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. that's a great, great if point. If that's the
1: only thing that tells the demon, hey, this is a body to possess.
2: True. I Although no he
1: doesn't Jenny. I don't know. I don't yeah. understand the rules of it. Yeah. I don't like Ethan Rain.
2: I don't like just either. don't
1: care about really? his episodes. There's not ah, enough. I love him. There's
2: not enough of him to make it interesting. And also the Giles stuff, it just got... I, I don't know, I just imagine Ripper as being like this badass thing, and I guess maybe it's okay that he's not, but it's really dark. I mean, like they like friend died at their hands, yeah. I mean potentially, and then they go off to do these things, and you know they're all a part of this occult thing, but he became a watcher, maybe we're gonna get more on the watchers, but like what's what does Ethan Rain do? What does he do why Why was Giles a watcher, not him? and is this something you I, I know it's not like you don't go into a Barnes Noble and apply to be a watcher, but like <laughs> is it something that you strive for or know about or whatever Because surely Sounds Ethan like would have a, known.
1: like father like son situation oh, like so he Giles inherited dead, the
0: position from his dad yeah so oh. we go into that a little bit in uh right. the Angel and Faith comics in what would be season nine um would do a little bit more about Giles' past. But yeah, essentially he was groomed to be a watcher from a young age because his father was involved and in the watcher's that's the rebellion
2: council. thing. So he's a right. punk rocker. Yeah, he was like, things. I was
0: studying in Oxford for history. Like, I was going to do this thing. And he was like, I don't want to do this. And then he went to London and uh, made friends with Ethan Rain and Randall. Poor Randall and Deirdre. Yeah. And uh, they were into some freaky shit. He was I like, don't you guys pretty... just do acid like everyone else? They're like, No, man. I gone.
1: <laughs> so the thing that seems weird to me is if you're a Watcher and you don't want to, but you feel like you're pushing that direction, wouldn't you then sort of, like, reject anything Watchery-related? Like, maybe being possessed by a demon to get high? Wouldn't you just, like, I don't know, snort some cocaine? And move on. Why would yeah. you then fall into this, like, weird occult group instead of, like, I don't know, something else?
0: Yeah, when your world is magic-based, you feel like the rebellion of that would be to super straight-laced or even just, like, anything rooted in reality like yeah
2: mushrooms which are would, real well true but also probably a rejection of all of that because you you wouldn't want to ever lose control in any way yeah which i guess is kind of the irony too is he becomes such a straight-laced person yeah but he's also sort of a, i guess he's not a magical entity but it's so magical but he is also i don't know it's weird to think of him as a punk rocker it's weird to think of him as like you know the damned and
0: clash and mm-hmm. sex pistols and that stuff picture like that it's with like, the guitar i it, wonder if that's legit i mean like i wouldn't doubt it
1: yeah i think it might be anthony stewart head is like oh he a is a well-known magi- musician
0: musician yeah yeah, yeah. Musician.
2: and a badass
0: yeah
2: and it looked great so it's like i don't think that it would have looked good if it was like cgi yeah. yeah
0: not in the 90s not in the 90s
2: no yeah and they really
0: totally wanted to show
2: that they would have gone to pains Mm -hmm. To not show us a photo or like show it far away. Right. So that thing was like slapped in our faces. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's from Anthony Stewart Head's collection. Yeah, Yeah, uh,
0: I don't know how I forgot that. He made it a. He made an album called Music for Elevators not too long ago. But but with a guy named George Sarah, who is the backing for the fake band that uh, Varouk is in. That is the girl that Oz falls in love with. That was a long ride. Uh, Wow.
2: (laughs) It's not music, it's just uh, meaningless sounds.
0: There. Feel better?
2: Yes, thanks.
0: So, I, I like Ethan a lot. I agree that we don't get enough of him to, like, make it worth it, it but for me, it's all about, like... I don't think he was bad. He just wasn't that I interesting. I
1: understand his, like, motivation,
2: the which is why he's thing. not
1: compelling. When
2: he tried to push the bookcase on Buffy, what was that about? Like, yeah, it,
1: I brought that up with it Stacia. It doesn't make sense. What he does doesn't make sense. Like, why would you want to turn everyone into their Halloween costumes? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's a master of chaos, like, I feel like you need to push it a little bit further to be believable. Right. Like... I would believe like the Joker would do something like that. But Ethan Rain in general, he seems like fairly ineffectual and harmless as far as bad guys go. And also I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. Like you see Spike introed and you instantly understand his motivations. He wants to kill the Slayer because the Slayer is in his town and he needs to heal heal Drusilla. That makes sense. But like Ethan Rain shows up, something happens, and then he goes away again and yeah. That's why I find him just so utterly boring. You would
2: have to have him establish over many episodes the first obstacle in their way. And yes, it's a big one because even Giles is really concerned. He just folds. He completely folds. He douses his arm with acid to get out oh of Oh my him. God. Like, it just got real intense. That's not how that would work. Really fast. And like, I guess, we do we see him again?
0: Yeah, we won't see him oh, again the... until season three though. Yeah.
2: And he just sort of, sh- they just have a talk, right? I, I see them at a booth. Him with Giles, right? And maybe one other person. Spike? Spike?
0: What? no, the next one we see seen is band candy.
2: Oh, band candy. Oh, yeah. so that's no, more bullshit. Down. Is uh, that him who does it?
0: Yeah, which is so random. It must just be like, Robin Sachs is in town. We need somebody to play this character. Make it him. It can be Ethan. Why can't it be Ethan?
2: Yeah, but that's not... That's I just wish they did
0: that more consistently. If they really that's needed like a yeah. whatever ex machina, let's just let it be Ethan ex machina. Like, or just go. make it be no
2: one because you've never had to have it be anyone before. It was Good. just sort of random stuff. Yeah, Sok I. It's th- like Ethan was behind the praying mantis and behind the spiders and behind
0: right. all of that.
2: Like, why couldn't it have just been another demon? It could
0: have just been, like, if it's all for the sake of Giles' backstory, it, it could have just been this episode and he didn't need to be in Halloween at all. Like, I mean, they could have it. just
1: had a random shopkeeper who just mm-hmm. travels around to a different town every Halloween and makes the costumes come alive, and that would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Doesn't even add any motivation, but at least. Wow, that's better.
3: Well, oh, there's something you don't see every day. I'm gonna be in therapy till I'm 30.
2: This episode would have been probably better if it was after a couple more episodes with Ethan being whatever. Like a weird torment to Giles? Or you just push against it?
1: it, One of the reasons why this episode is frustrating is in addition to Ethan Rain just being generally unsatisfying as always, we have these two other characters from Giles' past that we don't actually get to interact with in any way. Deirdre doesn't even get a line. Deidre's already dead, and then this Mm -hmm. guy who's looking for Giles, like, it would have been so much more interesting for them to have at least a short conversation, like, implying something before he dies as well. Because, yeah, why
2: didn't he run away? The only window
1: that we get into Giles's past is always through a lens of Ethan Rain. Or Ethan Rain, Mm -hmm. yeah, Ethan Rain, yeah. Um, even with band candy, when he turns into his teenage self, like, that is because Ethan, Ethan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brought the candy bars.
0: Well, until the later seasons, Giles isn't really allowed to have depth without that kind of catalyst. Like, Well, I guess uh, Jenny dying is a huge catalyst for him turning into a a different type of person.
3: You're like a woman, Ripper. You cry at every funeral. You never had the strength for me. You don't deserve me. But guess what? You've got me.
4: Under your skin.
1: Well, I think it, because the show is, like, always focused on Buffy, so you see Giles through Buffy's eyes.
0: And to him, or to her, he's, he's like a... He's just a
1: boring old adult. Right. A sexy
0: buddy, Betty.
2: A sexy funny! daddy. <laughs> That's very...
0: <laughs> Oh, that was, it was great.
2: I yeah. liked Jenny being the person, though. I, l- I like that tension of Jenny having, it being, makes... you know, the demon and, like, forcing that out of Giles, because... If it wasn't Jenny, and, and maybe if it was just a random thing, Ethan beside, um, it would have it would have been it would have been an okay episode, but it would have been very sort of random, just sort of like, hey, this is about Giles. But it's sort of by having it be Jenny, it made it more and more intense. And the, all of it before was just so lovely. Oh my god, yeah. I'm I just forgot how much I love Jenny and and Giles. They're just wonderful. Well, as
0: a fan just, of their relationship, I hate that it was Jenny. Uh, because True. Fucks it fucks up their relationship everything well of course of course and uh, then like, she dies
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I wish that never happened either but it made it more powerful and then we know what happens that's also part of it too it's yeah. like yeah no seeing her like not like Recoil, cowering yeah. recoiling to his touch like that f- physically hurt me It yeah. was terrible and made me really sad so but they had to do a whole episode about this to do that mm-hmm. and like just even his face like Giles' face it's just like man that guy is so lonely so alone even with Buffy and all that.
4: Yeah. Yep, yep,
2: I knew this would happen. Nobody can be wound as straight and narrow as Giles without a dark side erupting. My uncle Rory was the stodgiest taxidermist you've ever met by day. By night it was booze,
4: whores, and fur flying. With her horse? He was alone. Give it time.
1: Well, I had heard that Joss Whedon had initially planned on killing Oz instead. Ooh, I did Um, not know that. And then ended up switching it to Jenny.
0: That would be... Oh man. Willow's well they would have <laughs>
2: they would have done a little bit more though with us probably to establish the pain of it. Yeah. If they were gonna do that. So it's hard to maybe even imagine that one.
0: Wow, yeah, what a different I mean, there's so many times that could have happened in this show. True. That it didn't,
4: but He he didn't show up when he was supposed to last night. And then when I went over to his place, he was acting well, very anti Giles. He wouldn't let me in. And he looked really bad. I think he might have been I think he was drinking.
3: He was home alone drinking. But
4: tea, right? Wasn't tea, well?
2: Uh, drunk Giles is the first time we see him drink, first time we see his house, first time we see him. Yeah, his, first uh, apartment setting for sure. And I just remember them being like, <laughs> Buffy went to the you know, school on Saturday and was like, he was drinking. Alone in his house, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm drinking right now, alone in my house. What does that say about me? Am
0: I an elderly librarian? No,
2: what's happening right now? Um, oh yeah, you should quickly a tea, check yourself
1: right. for mysterious tattoos, just Ooh, yes. in case. Yes,
3: this is what happens when you have school on Saturday.
1: My okay, so I found this to be really ridiculous. He goes and he sees the body and he's like Oh no, my friend from a million years ago When we were into this weird culty stuff So he goes home and he makes a list of the people that were in this Weird occult group, <laughs> which name? which was three people and then or four. Ethan Rain and then his name at the end, like he would I mean, forget his own name, like <laughs> and he's crossed out three, so it's just Ethan Rain and him left, and he's like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "I'm so glad that you've checked to make sure that you are still alive." Yes, yeah. and then he rolls up his sleeve to stare at a tattoo as if it might have disappeared
0: or something,
2: and give exposition to the to the mirror, which is quite so nice. So
0: you're back. Yeah. Cool. So really, was... awkward <laughs> really awkward scene. Really awkward. I think
1: that they could have just not put his name and just implied that Giles knew all these people. Didn't but... need a fucking
2: name. I mean, you should have had more names in there to either tantalize us for some. He should have pulled out an actual black book instead of like, let me write down my four friends. And like, including <laughs> well, myself. And I'm
1: just like, like aren't <laughs> you supposed to be pretty smart? Can't you remember
0: three other people? Also,
2: two of them are straight dead. It's yeah. you and Ethan. That's it.
0: Yep, you really could just write an, Ethan's name on a piece of paper and just wait
2: yeah and I get the Ethan thing where it's like if you're a sleuth in 97 you're like okay I know that name maybe like you know it wouldn't have paid off in any way but right. it's like you might have noticed that because they really did linger on it for a minute that was fine but then Giles' name on there was what are you going to do cross it out be like hang on a second you're about to kill me okay let me <laughs> just get that let me get that done okay
0: the Sunnydale police showing up at all is pretty amazing I don't really know. Did they? Yeah, they came in to question trials. That's how the whole thing came Oh my on.
2: god, that was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah to take him to
0: identify Jeez. the body. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, when you visited decaf land.
2: But like, why did he not run away from the girl? Deidre, right? That's mm-hmm. her name? What was that? What was just sitting there waiting to die About all about?
0: Well, he wasn't sure. He was like, is that you? You look like a monster. Maybe I should get really close to you to find out.
2: No, he saw that it was a monster from the first second. He just makes four choices. Yeah, but they all kind of did that. They were all just like, oh, that's a demon right there. Please don't get me, demon. Please don't come. Oh, you're coming closer. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just going to stay here. Bang on this random door that I just hope is the back door to the library. Like, even if they heard, they might have been well, late to coming to get them. Like, what why was that Why would
1: you go to a school after hours? Why would you, one, assume Giles would be there, and two, that you could get in, like, I'm ash- I assume even in England, they lock schools once the school closes. And
2: nighttime janitor, like, I'm Thank sorry. Thank God he was there. No, well, Phillip also no idea. knowing that Mr. Rupert Giles, like, get out of here, that guy would have no idea. That's the point. He, like, comes in at night, doesn't right. know who the staff is, like, who's here. It doesn't matter. I
0: thought that was weird, too, but that I was was wasn't dumb. sure. I was like, I didn't really go to a big high school. Maybe this is something people no.
2: do. I mean, you have janitors there that would know, but not at that time of night. I mean, yeah. that guy is just, that's a night person. Yeah. And also really talkative, I'd be like, sir, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Like, get on my radio. Especially for a big school. I don't know, again, Sunnydale, if it's big. I mean, it's a big campus, but yeah, yeah, you would definitely call that in and be like, what
0: the fuck is going on? Yeah. There's a strange dude shambling around. Oh, there's something you don't see every day.
1: I'm going to be in therapy till I'm 30.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit about possession because that's what happens in this episode. People be getting possessed, specifically Jenny, shaped people, and Angel a little bit too. Are you going to lay on top of me? <laughs> she really wants to be Here. on top of you. Is this what you want? She's really upset about it. Is this, this is what you want? There you go. Most religions claim that humans can be possessed by spirits, demon or otherwise. But the idea of an invading spirit being inherently evil is largely a Judeo christian one. Other belief systems accept that both are yeah. beneficial.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, possessions are usually temporary and un or a usually temporary and uncommon part of spiritual life mediums new agers and spiritualists all believe or seek to have the dead temporarily connect with them slash possess them so they can communicate with dead loved ones like a weird undead telephone thing um which is we've all seen iterations of that right long island Island mediums a thing Do you remember that oh yeah soul thing oh and that guy the crossing over guy
2: yeah see that's yeah. how I'll I don't I don't have like cable anymore so I don't know about those. I mean those like, are old. old John Edwards, that was his name, John. Edwards. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure there's still
1: iterations um, Oh, Miss Cleo just died. That's right. Yeah. A couple months ago. That's some like 90
0: shit right there. But yeah, so that's a kind of a form of that too, right? They're not possessed in the way that we think of like exorcism possessed, yeah. but they are temporarily a spirit supposedly is inhabiting their body and therefore like able to communicate through real people on this plane, right? But yes. Catholicism is Buck Wild, as we know, and there's demons and shit, and exorcisms are still performed today. Usually, the people who are possessed are suffering from some sort of mental illness and are deeply religious. It's like you need to have that combo, otherwise, it doesn't really work. Or the people around them sometimes dangerously. Are those two
2: religious. one and the same?
0: Ba-da-ba. Oh, it's Religious commentary. Satire. <laughs> And so, an exorcism's effectiveness is wholly dependent upon the possessed person's susceptibility to the power of suggestion and actual physiological state. So, I mean, if they're legitimately in some kind of diminished capacity as far as like having some kind of mental disorder, it's, uh, exorcism's obviously not going to fix it. Uh, and we'll talk about what happens with that later. Uh, the Vatican first issued official guidelines on exorcism in 1614 and didn't revise them until 1999. So, you know, 300 years doing the same things, so Nothing's changed. We should keep just doing it this way. It's probably fine. According to the Vatican's guidelines, demonic possession signs include superhuman strength, aversion to holy water, the ability to speak in unknown languages, also known as garbage. And what's aversion to
2: holy water mean? Like... If I sprinkle myself with holy water, I'm sure I'd be fine. I don't need an exorcism,
0: <laughs> well, it's water. That's what, yeah, you're well, not averse to it, so you're not possessed. Yeah, uh, oh, you yeah. don't oh. want to be near it. Gotcha, yeah, okay. yeah, I see. Like how a <laughs> vampire might react to exactly. holy water. Nice. And what are vampires but a host body possessed by a demon? Nice, the ability to speak in unknown languages, fake spitting, cursing, and excessive masturbation. So, there you go. Michael Cuneo, author of a couple of books about the Catholic Church at large, but also about exorcisms, he wrote uh, American Exorcism in 2001, attended at least 50 or so exorcisms while doing research for his books. He says he never saw anything unexplainable or supernatural. No head spinning, no levitation, or demonic scratch marks suddenly appearing on anyone's faces. But what he did see was many emotionally troubled people on both sides of the ritual. Like, yeah, of yeah. course. yeah. Most people know that exorcisms are best left for horror movies, but there have been a couple of real-life tragic consequences of supposed possession and exorcisms gone wrong. In 2003, an eight-year-old autistic boy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was killed during an exorcism by church members who blamed an invading demon for his autism. So that's fucked up and sad. In
2: 2003?
0: In 2005, a young Romanian nun died as a result of a priest performing an exorcism after being bound to a cross, gagged, and left for days without food or water in an effort to expel demons. And on December 25th, Christmas Day of 2010, as recent as that, a 14-year-old boy was beaten and drowned to death by family members that were trying to exorcise an evil spirit from him. So that shit's still happening. And I'm sure there's more examples of it, but these were just the three that I found really quick.
3: I'm going to kill you. Will that blow the whole karma thing?
4: Sweet child.
3: Uh,
0: it's messed up. I mean, it's mostly, it's either victims of people that are deeply religious and are confused or conflicted about something that's going on with them that's easily explainable and treatable by normal Western medicine yeah. or just therapy. Yes. Uh, or it's the really sad things is stuff like this when it's, uh, you know, an autistic kid who has no control over his own life yeah. is killed because people around him think this way. And even this 14 year old kid, it's like, there's nothing even wrong with you. He was probably, like, gay or, God forbid, had depression or, you know, something like that. And they're like, oh, well, we're fucked up and religious and this is the only way to fix him. What
2: the fuck? Yeah, I think the point of, like, on both sides, it's the other side is thinking right. we're, you know, in a position to actually heal you. But really, I'm also a broken person. And yeah. by healing you, I'm feeling better for my own self. And mm-hmm. what got me here and what got you here—it's pretty bleak all around.
0: Super bleak. Yeah. So, really, in the end, Jenny got off kind of like... Because nothing really happened to her. She got possessed for like two days, and so
2: she and she obviously remembered it all too. Mm-hmm. That must be kind of crazy. Because usually they just turn to goo. Yeah. So it must be kind of probably even worse. Yeah, to like maybe not be in control. But it would it be any worse than like fucking the pack and shit like yeah. that? I mean, it's kind of the same idea. You know, you remember. That's right. We deal with being possession and the pack as
0: well. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like,
2: Xander obviously was like, go, roll with the punches. I would have eaten a person, but... Xander's
1: possession seemed to, like, come in stages, though. Like, it was, like, delayed onset or
0: something. (laughs) It's okay. I might eat a pig. I might kill my friend. Oh, no. But it's
2: that... It's just not... It's not treating the two like the same because you needed Jenny to be damaged by it to continue the storyline, but Xander couldn't have been damaged by it because we need him to keep being witty and funny and do all that bullshit that he's going to do. I don't know. It's just like it's really convenient, but really, there's no difference between the two. They were both taken over by a spiritual entity, and, yeah, and or I, lived to tell the tale. They I don't feel become like feral or they don't die
1: because Xander, it seemed like, was still in control. That's he a, was he was pushed by his animal yeah. instincts or whatever that he inherited through the possession, but he didn't turn into a full-on hyena. He didn't sprout fur on his face. He didn't grow a tail like Jenny's face changed. Oh, true. She, yeah. Had no control over what was happening to her body.
2: That's true. That's the only weird part about it is, is like the the vague in between of her touching the goo and knowing that she was a demon or whatever, and then like the demon knowing to act on certain things up mm-hmm. until the point when she jumps out the window. Amazingly, <laughs> it, what was that about? That's the only because I understand that part. What do but you like, mean? It's just. It, 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 how would, does demon, how would the demon how does know the what demon buttons know? to press with Giles? Exactly. Like, how did
0: it know we had a date? Like, that's exactly. got to be Jenny. Yeah, so that was that like that way.
2: weird in between. And I don't think the show cares. I don't think it's worth really going into because they don't really give a shit about it. They just needed it to happen. God, this game is brutal. I love it.
4: It's, it's gonna just going to line up well, as a plot. Because a we, we
1: did up. see Igon brought his knowledge of Giles from 20 years ago or 15 years right. ago or however long to it and said... You were never strong enough for me, but, like, you've got me. Whereas Xander was never, like, back in Africa. Well, that's <laughs> Remember fair. Remember that giraffe we ate? That was great, guys. Nice. That's
2: fair. I think it would, it would just be, like, looking more into Jenny. Because I think you're right. It's, like, he could learn some context clues and mine her knowledge.
3: Hey! We don't have time for this. Our friends are in trouble. Now we have to put our heads together and, and get them out of it. And if you two aren't with me 110%, then get the hell out of my library!
0: Did uh, either of you learn anything from this episode? Anything you're going to take into your life with you? Grow as a person?
2: If I need to get a, rid of a possession, I'm going to give it to Angel. So mm. we can just fucking wild That's out. That's one
0: of the things that I am Day sex
2: Angel, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, actually. I thought I was on the same page as Willow. Well, I thought I was on the same page as Xander and Cordelia. And then Willow was like, I got it. I was like, damn, I don't really know what she's doing, but I'm going to pretend like I do. And then when Angel showed up, I was like, no, not what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to get like a dead body. Or like Willow knew where a dead body was. That's what I thought. Because uh, I was like, oh, I'm with you guys with the dead body thing.
1: She probably could have just like unearthed <clears throat> one from the science lab. Like, that's what I'm saying. Without Maybe. explanation. So that's
2: when Willow was like, I'm going to go, I know exactly what to do. I'm like, shit, she, she would know where a fucking she's body is. She's got a cadaver. <laughs> yeah. yeah I put and this- then Angel showed up, it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. You're thinking outside the box. Good job, girl.
1: And then Buffy would be like, where did you get this dead body? And she's like, extra credit for science.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I hacked it. And no one would, would question it. Nope. It would just move on. Be like, yep, yeah, that's great. <laughs> the sins of the past may come back to haunt you, so befriend an unsold vampire just in case. Yeah. Stacia, did you learn anything?
1: Um, I learned that you should be careful what you tattoo on your body so that it's not accidentally a symbol of power to um, lure a demon into your body to turn it into like a shell of a corpse that it can use as a
0: meat puppet. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people accidentally do that every day. Every day. Yeah. I well, similar... I mean,
1: getting those like Chinese symbols, you never <laughs> quite know what you're getting. That's true. So
2: you see who people are. Yes. And I mark them.
0: <sighs> so tell me who I am. No. Why not?
3: You are an outsider.
2: So you can sleep with me.
3: I'm not allowed.
0: Do you see who I am, Charlie? Yes. Similarly, do if you Stop have to be it. unconscious, don't do it near a possessed person. Because that's a surefire way to <laughs> you get You have yourself. to be unconscious. You have to be unconscious. <laughs> don't get
2: hit by the door <laughs> as you go unconscious. <laughs> do yeah, near your, the
0: library cage. True.
2: Bring your limbs toward you so that there's no... <laughs> You know, you're going to fall just in, like, a little, like, t- like you're going into a tomb. That's what you got to do. Protect your head. Protect, well, sure, but also protect your arms from goo. I mean, you got to mm. be careful.
0: It takes longer than a day to get over a demon possession, slash, uh, the hills are not alive. So.
2: Yeah, that was really sad.
0: Those are hard lessons. Well, I think that's, this is no better time than the present to yell stuff at each other. You guys want to do a little roundabout? I mean, we've kind of been saying whatever this episode anyway, but let's do it in a what slightly more structured way. What
2: if we just said fashion. no? What if me and Station went on strike?
0: Okay, well then I'm going to just yell stuff into the mic about uh, things I, I thought about this episode. That sounds fun, so I'll join.
2: <laughs> Wonderful, you work on your muscle tone while my brain triples out my ears.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm aerobicizing. I must have a beat. Does Buffy have to aerobicize in the library? Yeah, it seems pretty convenient. She's working on her calisthenics. I know, but does she have training. to do it? Can't she just be like, Giles, I promise you ups, push-ups, push-ups at home, like... I don't think Giles would trust her. I wouldn't trust her. Mm, that's fair.
2: Must we have this noise during your calisthenics? It's not noise. It's music.
3: I know music. Music has notes. This is noise. I'm aromatizing. I must have a beat. Wonderful.
2: You work on your muscle tone while my brain dribbles out of my ears.
0: Oh! Do you think he's keeping track of everything? I don't know. He's got like a little chart. It's like Bush. They did 16 upset he, he
2: seemed to be like trying to get off into his own world. Maybe he should have just went into his office or something. Got away from that in music. I don't get
0: it. John Cusack, way to aim low. Way to aim low, Willow.
2: Super weird.
0: Daniel. Oh, on a related note, who the fuck is Amy Yip? Does Amy anyone know? Yip. I oh, Amy was Yip at the water slide park.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a, it was a
0: too, but classmate. I forgot to look up whether or not Never it's a real it person.
2: Out. I wrote that down, too. Amy Yip at a water slide park. Continue. I'm on a beach, not one of those American beaches, one of those island beaches where the water's way too blue, and I'm laying there on my towel, and it's just before sunset, and Gavin Rosdale is massaging my feet.
0: <laughs> oh, Gavin Rosdale of all people.
1: Oh, Amy Up is an actress who was one of the leading sex symbols of Hong Kong cinema in the late 1980s and 1990s.
2: Nice.
4: She
1: was known for a slender figure and disproportionately large breasts.
2: <laughs> of course. Well, that makes a thousand percent more sense. I thought it was a classmate. Wow.
1: Part. So the waterslide park.
0: Nice. Oh, nice.
2: Right. Out of water. Also, waterslide park. The fuck is that?
0: This could be mathier. Huh. English joke because they have maths. They have they more than one maths. maths. So there you go. Ah, the 90s where international travel required nothing but a slip of paper with a random person's address on it. No identification, but he made it all the way from England. Cool. Way to go, Philip. Could have mm, just
1: left his passport sense. in his hotel.
0: Like no, 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 no. All no. the time.
2: Threw, no. threw it away in a dumpster. <laughs> Giles' level of potential Giles. His diapers would have been tweed.
0: What about me? I care about Giles. Yeah. Cordelia. Ooh, another great Cordelia quote from this episode. Mm. It was one way street. I was going one way. Yeah.
2: Coughing, weird. not speaking. Cough, cough.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> so many good quotes in this one. Oh, Buffy voice sound effects while fighting in this one have been ru- like, ah! clearly not so much anyway. in
2: No, it's rough this year. This, yeah. The f- doubles and stuff like that are really bad. Yeah. Uh, Detective Winslow was the name of the girl. And I was like, is this Karen and Patty's Family Matters crossover episode? It's happening. It's happening.
1: I can take a hint what's the hint she says that to Giles when she's like god everyone says my
0: name oh, like yeah. that I can take
2: a hint <laughs> what's the hint go away
0: <laughs> when Philip escapes the morgue I guess he purposely shoves that dude the morgue person medical examiner back into a little cage mm-hmm. tube thing and doesn't take his clothes but then has clothes when we see him again so why wasn't that guy's clothes good enough he also- might have just had his own clothes
2: that's true you're missing the point does somebody go around every morning and fucking monitor these bodies he was
1: was opening them and like yep still Still here here." cool
2: we do this every morning because we have to do it
1: (laughs) because it's sunnydale they probably have corpses that just get up and leave or
2: it's never kill a boy on the first date or no one's there and it seems like it's an (laughs) empty abandoned building where nothing ever fucking happens
1: well, I think that was a funeral home and not the morgue.
2: Because uh, mm. they do have 13 or 19 cemeteries, so.
0: I'm sure it was just a throwaway little scene, but I think the idea of them having to make that little check every morning, because <laughs> Sunnydale is pretty great. <laughs> Although I feel like he would be less shocked to have a person standing alive behind. Like, God, not again.
2: Yeah.
0: Damn it. Uh, what the hell is that green light coming from behind Igon slash Jenny when she's at the door of the, the shop where she's going to get Ethan slash Buffy? Evil. <laughs> it's the color of evil in Disney. So oh. simple enough. Fun note: Uncle Rory shows up in Hell's Bells, and he makes a comment about the taxidermy. Oh, that's in right. In the building. So there you Fine. go. You Continuity.
2: We remembered for Uncle Rory. If
0: that's what really matters in the end.
2: Ah, aha! It's not Egyptian. It's Etruscan, mistaken for Egyptian <laughs> by the design pattern. But any fool can see it predates their iconology. Yeah, it was great.
0: She won the episode. Willow? Yeah. We'll uh,
2: Willow destroyed it. She <laughs> was just...
0: I like that um,
1: when Angel was choking Jenny, Willow turns to Giles and says, trust me, this will work. And then later she was like, I didn't think it would work. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: oh, joking. Willow. She's coming into her own. That's the best part. That's the news to take away yeah. from this season so far. It's just like, man, having nothing to do and now you're finally just killing it.
0: That's right. Okay. Speaking of Willow, oh, I thought you were gonna. Oh no! I no, mean no. your first <laughs> thing as well. Though, so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Speaking of Willow, <laughs> do we hack anything? We're talking um, about the net. We do see computers in this episode. There's even a scene in the computer lab, but no one actually uses a computer in the whole episode. But I still gave it a six out of ten for the mere mention of computers. And Xander's line about like, when will we ever use computers in real life? It's pretty. I think we're going back to paper. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) strong
2: paper's coming back.
0: When are we going to need computers for real life, anyway?
3: Hmm, let's see, there's home, school, work, games.
0: You know, computers are on the way out. I think paper's going to make a big comeback.
3: And the abacus. Yeah, you know, you don't see enough abacus. He has
0: no idea that there will be a computer in his pocket at all times. Yeah, it's kind of In, like, six years. so fun. Uh, Oh, no,
2: more than that. It's 97. It wouldn't be until 2009. Yeah, but
0: but. even just the idea of having, like, everyone has a cell phone. I know, not a smartphone.
2: Not a smartphone, right. That's true. That's fair.
0: Joyce, way to not be around. Five out of ten for not showing up. The big bad gave it a seven out of ten. The makeup for Jenny and Deidre are actually really good. The zombie makeup and uh, Jenny's, like, Igon final form diamond stuff is uh, really good. Uh, But I felt like the possession thing was a little too convenient, like, Guwax Machina. Uh, Ripper's backstory is good, like I mentioned, but uh, I don't really count him as the big bad, although his decisions indirectly led to the problem of the episode. Friendship. 7 of 10 also. Giles' secrecy puts everyone in danger, but Willow's rallying of the troops saves the day via Angel. And Cordelia cares about Giles enough to study with Xander. And if that's not friendship, I don't know what is. So. <laughs> Giles, level Giles. Get ready to fight. Ugh. 5 out of 10. 5 out of
2: 10 for what?
0: He hates music and he uses words like calisthenics, which are good. He doesn't
2: hate music. He knows what real music is. That's not music. He's, he he knows what real music
0: is. And he puts on a dope houndstooth coat at the end of the episode. But we also have the five o'clock shadow, whiskey swilling the, Giles. That
2: to me is like recklessness. Awesome Giles.
0: All that is very un Giles.
2: But they thought he was going to have tweed diapers. I know. That's so good.
0: It's mostly his actions in this episode like him slamming the door in Buffy's face and just like being despondent and all the things that Giles isn't supposed to be.
2: Do you think your level of Giles is just going to keep going down? Because I think the Giles that we're saying isn't, we're not into, he slowly
0: becomes that kind of Giles yeah, at points. That's true, especially in season four. Season four, Giles yeah. is just like a housecoat wearing, whiskey drinking, don't give a fuck I, yeah, guy.
2: That has to be part of Giles' level of <laughs> well, Giles. Well, I
0: mean, the categories are going to be reassessed next season, I feel like, <laughs> anyway. Because but not
2: today. But not today. But we see his house, and it looks the same. We I do. mean, I'm glad we had the same set. They were clearly thinking ahead.
0: Well, that apartment's great.
2: I love that apartment. Seems like
0: it's a good location. It's got a cool little courtyard. I love that on. he
2: kept his door open when he ran off to go find Buffy or whatever when he had that vision. Oh my god, those visions, by the way. What the oh, fuck? Oh, those were rough. They were rough and they were really intrusive and loud. Yeah. They really bugged the fuck out of me.
0: So the hippie dude, I just want to, I mean, it seems like a silly question because I think I know the answer. It's supposed to be Randall, right? In the, oh. in the flashbacks. It's definitely not Giles. Oh. and I don't think it's supposed to be Ethan. I think it's supposed to be Randall because he was the one that like...
2: There I was... My eyes though. were bleeding when that was happening so I didn't really get a good... <laughs> and the music yeah. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Nice. And Giles fell over I mean so many times. I'm sorry. He
1: didn't get him. knocked out though. I know. But he was like... Which, uh, more... Just why comically got ten? up
2: and fell over at least three times that I can think of right off the bat. Yeah. It's great.
0: Episode specific. Ripper backstory slash Giles has depth. And I gave that a 10 out of 10. Yes. See? Because that like... That goes to it a little bit. That's why like... Giles' personality, as far as we've known him, didn't fit, but this is pretty great. So that gives me 40 overall, so it's 6 out of 8 for the season, uh, which is tied with Reptile Boy and Inca Mummy Girl. I have a three-way tie going on right now that I will fix at the <laughs> end, which is rough. And this one's going to be above Reptile Boy, but probably below Inca Mummy Girl, actually. Factually. Anyway, you guys, Dana, what do you have?
2: I'm going to put it at 105. Because it's not that good.
0: Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's, yeah. Because at the 137, lower
2: third. it's low, it's low, but it's like the high end of the low. Yeah. Let's
0: hope 105 is not taken. Still haven't, still haven't
2: still now. all of us yeah.
0: out. Yeah. Stacia, where'd you put it?
1: I put it at number 10.
0: Number 10, so that'd be out of 21, I
1: think. It is below Inga Mummy Girl and above Lie to Me.
0: Nice. That's right right a great middle. spot.
2: Yeah. It's like uh, right in the middle of so far everything we've seen. It's not bad,
0: but it's not good. Yeah, It's right there. I think that's totally really perfect. just
1: riding the metal.
2: Yeah, it's right there.
0: All right, that's it. We got it. The Dark Age is in the books. Season 2, episode 8 is over. Uh, we're a real podcast, so you can follow us on places like Twitter at BeatMePod and Tumblr at BeatMePod. And we have a website, BeatMePod.wordpress.com. And we also do a little Spotify playlist where you can find all the songs from the episodes uh, that air weekly, as well as any music that we mentioned during our little news section. Well, we don't mention that a robot's mentioned during our new segment weekly, uh, and that will be "Beat Me Hyphen Fun Time" playlist for podcast fans, season two. So,
2: is there a comma uh, between season two and or, or just goes right into season, into season two? two. Okay. It's it's rough. Okay, yeah, I love it.
0: But thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week for "What's My Line?" Part One. So you're ready for that? Uh, I guess we'll see you next time. My name is Callie. Stage, say goodbye. Goodbye. See you, want to say goodbye. Okay, thank you
4: so much.
0: Bye. You're
2: You're on some drugs right now. (sighs) Figure it out. That did pick up. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit. (laughs) Sit. Sit. Just quiet.